Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to Stalking Time for the Moon. Hello, David. It's good Hello, to be back. Hello, Yeah, it's marvelous. Yeah, fantastic. Lovely. Um, We've had such a faff getting to this. We've had about 10 minutes of technological faff. Mostly, hang on, entirely down to you. It was down to me. Uh, Yeah, I couldn't get my phone to plug into my computer without the phone uh, doing that thing that sometimes happens that happens to you, whereby it charges and it stops charging and it charges and it stops charging. Uh, I was worried that was making a noise, a kind of warm, Mm. warm, a sort of electronic heartbeat noise. And then I... uh, had to go outside to get uh, something to charge my phone and the handle of the door fell off. And I thought, well, that's it now. I'm stuck here forever. (laughs) Uh, And we can't record the podcast even. Uh, But then I did manage to get out. Uh, Then I did something which I was quite happy about, which is one of the things about lockdown is I've done some quite manly things in lockdown. Mm. Uh, For example, yesterday or the day before, I borrowed my neighbour's power hose to wash my car. I mean, it's... I think I did say this on Twitter, but it's finally happened. Lockdown has made me non-Jewish. <laughs> is washing like, your car... Which bit of that is non-Jewish, would you say? All of it? or, or... Any kind of manual labour is okay. essentially not non-Jewish. Right, um, right, right. And uh, talking to your neighbours is quite un-Jewish. Uh, but I, he's lovely, though, don't get me wrong. <laughs> he may even be Jewish. He's American, so probably. Okay, so it's not... Because uh, I know one of your neighbours. We don't need to... No, it's not it, her. She is Jewish, but it's the other side. <laughs> I live in a ghetto. <laughs> that's what we're saying uh but yes yeah, so I, it's the other side uh and he's a bloke can i just test you on the non-jewish thing because there's a guy well there, obviously there's a guy simon kellner who um, yeah, I know who he is yeah who's uh, used to be the editor of independence i said he was going to compile a book which is about the most non-jewish things you could do yeah and he said that number one was going to an air show <laughs> no, I've been to an air show, and okay. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the litmus paper all things Jewish. Okay, so that's not... Although, yeah, that's al- although my wife is Catholic and from Cornwall, and that's, yeah. where we, that's where we went to the air show. Okay. So, I mean, it's pretty non-Jewish. I agree right. with Simon. Well, I don't know if it's the most non-Jewish no. thing, really. No. I would say, borrowing your neighbour's powerhouse. So uh, how did that go? Uh, how did the... Well, obviously, obviously, obviously being Jewish, it took me at least the first seven times of trying it out to get it wrong and not understand it, because he sort of brought it around in kind of, kind of like, you're working right. out. Right. And I know I don't work, I'm not going to work it out. I'm going to get it completely wrong. And also, I have to untangle my garden hose to attach it to the powerhouse. Yeah. So this is like a jet wash type thing. Yeah, it's a jet wash yeah. type thing. And the point of it is, really, is that it makes washing your car into a kind of arcade game. So basically what it is, is like a, 
it's a sort of Hoover-like thing yeah. that you attach to your tap via your garden hose. It fills the Hoover-like thing with water continuously yeah. from your hose. And then from the Hoover-like thing, which is electronic, you, you know, you've got to plug it in, you then have a gun, like a water gun. Right. And, and you can spray that on your car. And because of lockdown, so this is relevant, lockdown, I don't know if you found this. My car has been in the same place more often than it yeah. usually because unlike Dominic Cummings, I chose not <laughs> to take it out for any day trips or to test my eyesight. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, and it's sort of covered in bird shit. And it's what you want to sort that out, especially when car washes are not available, is a jet gun, power hose jet gun. And yeah. you, can, you can aim it at the bird shit and it becomes... Yeah. You know, there was a comedian who used to talk about this called Igor Thompson, so I don't want to nick, nick his material, and it's slightly gross, but I'm going to say it anyway, which is he talked once about being someone who always pisses off, I don't mean emotionally, actually uses his piss to piss off little smears of shit okay. on the toilet bowl <laughs> wow. when, he, when, he's okay. doing, when he's doing a piss. I see. And yeah. that is observational comedy. I think all men do do that. I don't right. know. Yeah. I mean, I certainly yeah, have yeah. done it. If it's I see a yeah. smear of shit and I'm not getting the brush out of the bowl, yeah. which I'm often not. I, I use the jet to, and I aim the jet using my hands and my fingers to get rid of the smear of shit, right? To slowly using the urine to get rid of it. And it's a very similar process. Although I have to say, given my prostate, not as quite as, as powerful as the power hose and the bird. Well, maybe you'd remove it over a number of months. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Well, the trip, trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it would take me quite... Uh, Rob Brydon how, long says, do you th- how long do you think it would take to uh, piss away a toilet? Well, an entire toilet? Yeah, like... Or... That's not the question. I think the question is, if I could interrupt, yeah. the question you should ask, and this, this is something that people should have said to journalists yesterday in the Rose Garden. By the way, I should say this is being recorded the day after Dominic Cummings' press conference. Uh, the question you should have asked is, how long would it take to clean your car of bird shit using piss from your penis. Right. And I would say much longer. Because, I mean, for a start, than using the power hose. Right, okay, yeah. Because, I mean, for for a start, as I say, because of my age and prostate, I can't get the same pressure going. Uh, Secondly, I'd have to stand naked, basically, or certainly with my penis out, on top of my car. Uh, Not just on top of it, all, all around my car. To do it, yeah, I think it would take <laughs> years and years, and and also what I'd be yeah. doing <laughs> is covering my car in piss, which, which is stu- stupid because I'm trying to get the shit off it. But uh, <laughs> at least it's yours, That's so good. which I'm assuming the shit isn't right, or is it? No, no I definitely no. no, no, it's bird shit. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm so bad at practical things and I don't think them through, that I can imagine doing that, saying to Pip and wife, oh, I've managed to piss away most of the bird shit. And she says, you do realise you've pissed over your whole car? And I think, <laughs> oh, God, that's a good point. I wouldn't yeah. think about you, that. No, you'd have to borrow your neighbour's power hose to get rid of the piss smell. Man. Anyone younger, which is nobody, uh, apart from possibly Bella, and she's a woman, listening to this, uh, it does take a longer time to get going as you get older. And the, but, jet, but, the jet is lesser. When you when you did the jet wash uh, yeah. on the car, using the hose, you, not, my, not my cock. The jet. No, I didn't yeah. say, no definitely. No, I definitely. was very clear about what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you like imagine it was a gun, and did you play a little bit of shooting up? You know. Yes. Your, yes. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Not no, to, no, isn't totally. It? no. Totally. That's why. That's scenario? my point. 
It's, it, I mean, actually, the reason I mentioned all this is that I was only able to plug in my telephone because I also have bought, I bought um, a long extension, not to my penis, uh, but too, too, too many references to my penis in this podcast. Uh, I think I we're going to assume we're not talking about your penis unless we're really explicitly <laughs> yeah. say it. Let's just yeah. assume that. I brought an incredibly long electrical plug extension, uh, which is actually, I mean, get this, for, because I've decided to mow the garden. Wow. I know. Again, I have done that in lockdown. Jesus, how long is the grass? <laughs> the grass isn't that long, but the oh. bit that we have astroturf at the front of our, our garden, okay. and then in the back of our garden, there's actual grass. So I need a right. long extension lead to get there. Right. The right. Lawnmower. Do you see? Yeah. So I bought that, and that has allowed me to plug my phone in to do this podcast, which is why I mentioned it in the first place. Uh, but that is that, and the power hose are the great male, you know, non-Jewish things that have happened to me. Yeah. But, but doing. so in that sense, lockdown has expanded your, you know, it's, it's been a life, you know, if you learned some life lessons. It does, it, it does make it fun though. You're right. It makes it fun. Yeah. Washing your car. It makes it fun. I tell you, the other thing it does do is, <laughs> and I don't know what the lockdown regulations are about this, but people passing you on the street, because I don't have a drive, so yeah. cars are on the street, uh, they get a bit worried. I think mainly that you're going to spray them. Because are you quite a, with your penis? No, I said, okay, sorry. We did only five seconds ago. We said yeah, I've forgotten what the rule was. The rule was, <laughs> that's what Dominic said. Explicit <laughs> of my penis is the only thing that would... Uh, got, it, you got, it, got it, got it, got it. While we're talking about Dominic Cummings, um, I should say this podcast takes a little while to be edited. So it normally goes out three or four days after we've recorded it, and it's entirely possible that by the time it goes out, everything would have changed in that scenario. Uh, but having said that, someone did say to me yesterday... Uh, that you look a bit like Dominic Cummings. Now, I don't know how you feel well, about Well, it's that. funny. No, it's funny you say that because I... I hope so. uh, <laughs> I, I went to... Um, I think I told you swimming Barnard, yesterday. Barnard Castle. <laughs> Just, I think it was that. I squinted and that's what it, it looked like. <laughs> it. Um, I went to the sur- to swimming yesterday and I yeah. went in the morning of the Dominic Cummings Day and without thinking about it. Is it actually called Dominic Cummings Day now? I I think think it was, which, yeah, that was the most important thing about it. Yeah. I wore a t-shirt. Yeah. And uh, my glasses and I hadn't shaved and my hair was, and I, and someone said to me, you look quite Dominic Cummings. Um, Right. And, and I think I see the resemblance. The, The most striking thing for me about it was how like Morrissey he is. I really felt he was, he had a sort of similar softness to his voice. Right. A similar sort of shyness. Um, combined with up, shyness combined with an incredibly strong sense of high self-esteem. High self-esteem, right wing. I really thought it was a Morrissey moment, but, um, mm. uh, but, but, but more important than Dominic Cummings is this Coke I'm drinking. Oh, okay. In my view, because uh, I'm all about to finish it and I just want to show you it because I've got, as you can see, a pint glass yes. full of it. From the moment, I don't really drink Diet Coke very much, but I felt quite hot today and I felt like I needed to sort of thirst yeah. uh, quencher. So I, so I got this Diet Coke and I, I filled the glass with ice yeah. and got Diet Coke, which is room temperature. Yeah. The ice basically melted away very quickly. The Coke has gone from the beginning of this whole pint has been flat and right. sort of slightly chilled, but not... Right. And is remar- and, and it's remarkably drinkable, but what I'm basically drinking is flat, slightly lower than room temperature vegetable juice. I was think. It, was it fizzy when you put it in the pint? Yeah, but it just went immediately. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, you, you have drawn your attention to a bugbear of mine, 
there. I'm glad you brought this up because uh, I assume you, being a man of means, have an ice maker. Do you have an Uh, ice maker? I don't actually know. I I don't know. We have a freezer. Where do you get the ice from? A freezer. But it doesn't, it doesn't, you can't press a glass against any kind of. All right. We've got that. And since we've had that, I've quite a lot decided, thought, oh, I want a cold drink. I haven't put this Coca-Cola or lemonade in the fridge. It's just here on the shelf. I can make it cold. Hooray, by my ice maker. So I fill a glass with ice, rather like you do. And then I put the fizzy drink in the glass. But then what happens is it goes non-fizzy because fizzy drink, somehow, when you don't get it from a pub, which, of course, we're not allowed to go to now, but I don't remember this happening in a pub, but in at oh. home, when I put a lot of ice in a glass and yeah. then pour in a fizzy drink, it sort of doesn't matter how fizzy it was when it came out of the bottle, it just goes flat. I think the ice, could, you know, because the ice is flat. I don't mean... Yeah, yeah, but so is... The ice isn't fizzy. The ice is, but neither is a lemon. But that doesn't make it go flat. I don't think it's the flatness, is it? Yes. Or, or, do you think it's diluting it? Well, and... there's, there's not enough lemon. Unless you put a lot of lemon in to really make that different. But I, I put quite a lot of ice in. Okay. Partly because I think that's what they do in pubs. It sort of annoys me. In right. Like they always, right. I, I always want to say, look, I didn't ask for a, you know, a Coca-Cola, a, a glass of ice with a Coca-Cola yeah. top. I didn't ask for that. I asked right. for Coca-Cola. And, and I would have thought in pubs, it comes out of the tap cold anyway. But doesn't I, it? Uh, that's I a good question. But they're always... Yeah, do you think? They're always putting lots of ice in yeah. glasses, in pubs, because it cuts down the amount of Coca-Cola that you're drinking, which is good for yeah, them. Yeah, they, they're charging for water. I suppose there's... Um, but also they do that syrupy thing, which I think... I, I always think they sort of want to dilute it a bit because it's quite unpleasant. You know, the syrup... the Coke, the Coke, In a pub, the Coca-Cola that comes from a pump... <laughs> is, it, is, is it syrupy? Yeah, it's made of syrup. It's not actually... It's made it's of not syrup? Like they, well, what I mean is, they haven't got a massive vat of fizzing coke under the stairs in the pub, they, have they? I had no <laughs> idea. Oh, this is no. another outrage. I had no, really? No, of course not. Where would they keep it? Well, hang on, how is it fizzy then? It's fizzy because they, if you look at the pump uh, yeah. quite close up. I never they can, have. Okay, they can switch the buttons to sort of Sprite. Um, yeah. What else is there? Tizer? No, not Tizer. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Dr. Uh, Pepper. Lucasaid. Lucasaid. Uh, not Iron Lucas-Aid. Brew. Not Iron Brew. Well, yeah, in Scotland. Well, okay, Iron Brew. Um, yeah. Just give me one yeah. other thing because I'm um, annoyed. We are sitting here trying Fanta. to figure out the fizzy drink. Fanta. Okay. Very unlikely. But yeah. Coke. Tango. 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 And Coke. And they can flick the button. And the reason they can do that, I think, is because it just accesses a different syrup. It's not like if you follow the wire down, there'd be eight have, massive really? vats of fizzy. <laughs> like, when you open a pub, right. it's not like we need a massive cellar if we're going to do fizzy drinks. It's, Is that right? Yes. I did, what was where's, the, where's the water coming from? Um, it's Because sure, it's fizzy water, it's not tap yeah, it's water. Like, it's not, yeah, but it's, like, it's, not, it's, it's fizzy tap water, isn't it? No, Is actually, it? Don't, I don't think that's true. <laughs> Where'd you get fizzy tap water from? <laughs> I think it's fizzy. It's uh, what do you call the fizzy? What's that what thing? When I was young, that isn't water. What do you call fizzy water that isn't water? No, the fizzy water that isn't actually water, but is uh, soda water. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but that has to be in a big barrel, doesn't it? What soda? What is soda water? Well, hang on. When I was a kid, and we've actually got one now, but we don't use it. 
we had some people had a soda stream you know yeah, what soda okay. stream is yeah and yeah yeah so when i when, when i was young and you might That's be sli- you might be slightly too young being three years younger than me to quite remember these times but when i was young a fizzy drink was yeah. like the most incredible thing ever like sure. that was yeah. all you really wanted because it wasn't squash yeah it wasn't depressing squash and so then when i realized that there were some people i think uh the glasses in Swansea had one uh, in their caravan at the Mumbles okay. Beach. Who had a soda stream, which meant on tap, fizzy drink, fizzy whatever. I just thought that was essentially the gates of paradise. Yes. Now it's not because apart from anything, soda streams don't make a drink that fizzy. Sorry, soda stream, if you're listening, but they don't. No, uh, but, yeah, I don't. But is that what you're saying? Pubs have they have um, tap water. It yeah. goes through a soda stream. It fizzes up the water, then there's the syrups, and then there's your drink. Because I, uh, I never knew any of that. Yeah, I'm mostly saying that. I don't know if it's, it's definitely syrup. You can tell if you had a, if you went into a pub and had a, 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 a what's it called? It's not a tin, bottle, a can. Bottle, well, can. okay. Yeah, can or bottle. Yeah. Of, you know of, what? Tin would have been fine. <laughs> a tin of Coke. <laughs> yeah. And you tried that next to what comes out of the pump. It'd be very right. different. And the one out of the pump is almost vanilla-y. It's got that slightly vanilla, slightly syrupy taste. And that's because they use a syrup. And um, yeah, this is the bit I'm struggling on as to whether it's fizzy water or soda water. I'm not really sure what soda water is, but a no. fizzy um, uh, mixer. <laughs> that's... <laughs> anyway, look, I, I, I began this podcast just before we sat down. I thought, right, because I, I, last, last time we didn't talk about Bowie at all. I thought, Who? okay, well, I, I'm going to come up with some interesting Bowie facts. Quite early doors, I'm going to like mention right. Bowie. And now we've spent 20 minutes talking about my penis and uh, <laughs> whether or not pubs have syrup stored underneath the bar. Uh, despite being dead, you can, of course, Google David Bowie, news Google David Bowie. Okay. There'll still be some news about him every day. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so I thought, well, we could basically do that before every podcast. Go, What's the news about David Bowie? Yeah. And I, I did that, and there are two news stories about David Bowie. Now, unfortunately, one of them is in the Daily Telegraph. And the Daily Telegraph is subscription only. Right. And I am not prepared, certainly considering that I don't get paid for this podcast. So I just read the headline, really. It's entitled Michael Jackson, Monty Python, and Bowie's Trousers, The Chaotic Making okay. of Labyrinth. Wow. Now, because I can only get immediately, you get your exclusive offer, just one pound per month for the first three months to <laughs> join the, te- the Telegraph, right? And I mean, I don't want the Telegraph anyway. Mm. You know, what do I, I don't want the Daily Telegraph. No. Uh, but uh, so I just have to guess really what that's about. What I can make out from the first couple of lines, which I'm allowed to read, is it's something to do with magic dance. Uh, A song that came up uh, a little while ago when we discussed Bowie and curry, uh, what a Bowie curry could be called. And a few people suggested something we didn't think of, which was magic dance. Of course, yeah. Uh, I don't really know magic dance very well, but apparently there's a baby gurgling in it. And this story... I don't know what it's to do with his trousers, but the story is something to do with Bowie having to hold up a baby to get the gurgling right. Oh, in the recording of it, right. Yes. Do you know this story? No, I don't. I don't. Okay. And, I mean, but also, also involving Michael Jackson, this is all the same story. 
Well, I'm very much hoping that Michael Jackson is not involved with the baby. Well, he's held a baby before, Michael Jackson. He's got form, well, hasn't he? That's true. In fact, my son said to me the other day, is he dead? That baby, the blanket uh, that Michael Jackson held right. over the balcony. Is he called Blanket still? I think uh, he was only really called Blanket for that moment. I can't remember, but is he dead? He's not dead though, right? Or, or I don't think he's dead. He? No, I know he's not dead because um, uh, in my show, someone, Michael Jackson fan who got furious with me for talking about finding Neverland, losing Neverland, that documentary, said that I would run the other way if I was faced with any of Michael Jackson's three children. Uh, and I did a joke about how if I, if I did that, I would definitely move the other way, but I would do it moonwalking. <laughs> so they, would, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't even know whether I was moving towards them or going away. Uh, but that three children implies to me that Blanket is still with us. Yeah, but he I may not be called... I suspect he's not called Blanket anymore. Uh, yeah, I do. What, 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 yeah. what, happened, what happened to Blanket Jackson? What happened to Blanket Jackson comes up? Oh, hang on. No, he's called Biggie now. Okay, Biggie. Born Prince Michael Jackson II and nicknamed Blanket by his father. It's quite a recent news story about him that he bought a house uh, for $2.6 million. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I think the interesting thing about him, Biggie, is he was called Blanket. Like he was given a nickname said, for yeah. one incident, which in itself is a bit weird. You know, well, I don't know. I think that's... Isn't that how nicknames come no, about? I, something? I, I think normally it's a... No, I would say the most normal nickname is a condition of being. So Lofty in EastEnders, he was always okay. tall. He wasn't tall so, just for a moment. I had a friend at university called Matthew Hibbert. He was a mathematician. He, he, he came to, with me to a club in Bristol in 1985 called the Tropic Club, which was a sort of trendy student club. Yes. And he wore like a vest top. A sort, and, of, a sort of Freddie Mercury vest. I suppose a bit Freddie, although that was a vest, wasn't it? That was yes. a vest, I think. Was it a vest? Well, I, I, I didn't say it like it wasn't a vest. <laughs> That's a strange thing you said, because I said like a Freddie Mercury vest, you went, well, I think that was a vest. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say, you know what I mean, Freddie Mercury, inverted commas, vest. Yeah, it's a vest. <laughs> no, but what I mean is, I'm trying not to say he wore a vest because he didn't wear a vest vest and Freddie Mercury, that looked like a vest vest. 
Right. Uh, I think. I think it was, like, it was definitely white. a vest vest. Right. Yeah. Whereas, whereas my friend Matthew wore, I think it was Matthew yellow Hibbert. or Matthew Hibbert wore yellow thing. Yeah. Anyway, the point is that since that moment, one moment... He was moment, called Vest. He was called Vest and still is called Vest. Someone mentioned him the other day right. and said, have you seen Vest? Right. Uh, and that was, a, that was a blanket type moment. It was once. It's he yes. didn't wear it regularly or... Um, right. Yes. No, so, I, I get that. Okay. So I suppose they can be of two... Yeah, either it's a condition of being like lofty... Or it's a uh, moment. Or, or it's a moment like Vest or blanket. Uh, although I, I, I wonder if blanket himself doesn't really like the nickname because i mean well, it does like it does like nicknames you know it's famously paul Ince, the footballer yeah gave gave himself a nickname he, he wanted to be called i think the gaffer and he told everyone at man united well, the governor, the, was it the governor yeah, anyway. yeah, that's right yeah he told everyone at man united that he was called the governor which by the way that's another thing if you're going to give yourself a nickname which itself is now i think it has to be a low status self-deprecating nickname and magic johnson is... magic johnson right is that a nickname? Was that his real name? Uh, like Magic might have been his actual name, but it can't possibly. I've just checked. His name is Irving Magic, as in inverted commas Johnson. So yeah, but he was probably called that because he was a very good basketball player. So that, of course, that's that's. They could have been called anyway. West, I would think, but that probably wouldn't single him out from all the others. <laughs> but we've talked. We've, we, if you want to do, a, if, if if you want to, I mean, do, Can, this is a bit. I tell you what I do want to do. Yeah. Is listen to Magic Dance, which by okay, the way has nothing, yeah. nothing to do with Magic Johnson. Yeah, uh, and he, and hear the gurgling baby in it. So to at least yeah. tie this together in some way. Baby said. Okay, it's too embarrassing to sit here listening to it when you can't hear it. And it's got a lot about baby in it, but I've, but in a kind of you know pop star way. Okay, I've got a bit of detail on it. Okay, good. Is it better detail than the one about pubs? It's um, it's not so syrup based, is what I would say. Go fine. Go go. There was a tiny Bowie stored under the bar that would no. I still got my abiding memory of this podcast is the notion that you thought they were lakes of fizzy drinks under pubs. Barrels, barrels, not lakes. No, but they were all stored. I thought they were stored in barrels, like 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 I imagine the beer is. I think what makes Magic Dance even more intriguing, now you've mentioned it, is that having looked it up, and maybe this is, the babe, Bowie had a real baby to make the gurgle sounds. Yes, yes. But the real baby wouldn't perform. Yeah. So Bowie performs the, the baby gurgles. Oh. It's, it's Bowie doing the baby noises. What did Bowie do to try and get the baby to gurgle? Apparently he held it, it just says on, I mean, I'm only going on Wikipedia, not on the, um, the more specialised Bowie sites, but the, he held it up to the microphone and it wouldn't perform. And by the way, that, he probably wasn't, well, actually he was a father then, but anyone would know that babies don't, they rarely sort of gurgle. It's quite a rarity of gurgling baby, isn't it? I would say. It's true. I mean, there's a lot about babies in it. Uh, then baby said, dance, magic, dance. It also, by the way, says slap that baby, make him free. Uh, I mean, wow. uh, well, I, yeah, I'm worried that, about that. That uh, um, doesn't age well, does it? Let's put it that doesn't way. age well, unless, of course, you're specifically talking about the moment of birth, when sometimes, oh, well, the, I, don't, the I don't know if they do this anymore, yeah, when they give breath, but do they even do that anymore? Well, they... it's interesting. Uh, I... I don't think they do. We we had three caesareans. Would that be different from the sort of um, 
So did we. Well, we had two. So right. th- three would have been but, weird because we've got two children. <laughs> but very my, weird whatever, to go for one without actually having a What did time. happen to that? What, what I, um, one of our babies, they put under a sort of toaster. Sorry, did you say one of your babies they put under a toaster? Yeah, Otis was a little um, tiny bit blue. Uh, I don't mean depressed about what was coming. No. I mean, like, actually literally blue. His blood wasn't quite oxygen, whatever it is, oxygen wasn't yeah. quite flowing. And so rather than slap him, they didn't do that. They um, put him on like one of those grill grills you use when you're camping, like a sort of... Really? Tra- like a tray that went under a, a light, wow. a heat light, and warmed him up. And then uh, he was fine after a sort of minute. That does remind me of something extremely gross. Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to bring it up. Because my son showed me, my son, uh, who is a teenager now, uh, as is Otis, uh, showed me a video that we wanted, like, our son. It's quite hard to get our son to watch stuff that we might all want to watch together. Right. If we don't do that, he just stays playing video games. So he said, oh, no, you can choose what we're going to watch. And he showed us a video about a Japanese cannibal. Uh, a a cannibal who's Japanese who killed a German woman, ate her, and actually never went to prison for it. But the reason I bring it up is it led to to a sort of interest in uh, cannibalism, Uh, not in actually doing it, but in in the history of cannibalism. And me, him, and my daughter were investigating the story about that German, do you remember about 10 years ago? I do. A German bloke uh, ate someone who had actually asked to be eaten. That's that was right. the story. And it's a very interesting thing philosophically because apparently, I didn't know this, he was originally convicted of manslaughter uh, and then it was redrawn about five years later as murder, even though the guy yeah. had asked to be killed yeah. because he'd got sexual gratification out of it. Anyway, the thing I wanted to bring up, which you may or may not remember about it, is they cut off the man's penis. Sorry to bring up put the word penis again, but it's at least it's not my penis. Uh, they cut <laughs> off the man's penis and then the bloke the guy who was being eaten, suggested that they eat it together. That's what he wanted. Jesus. But here's the thing that is really weird, right? He cut off the man's penis, he fried it, and then they couldn't eat it because he burnt it. <laughs> now, I have been known to forget that I've put a bit of chicken yeah. in the oven and it's right. been burnt. I've been known to do that. Yeah. But I think under the very specific, very unusual circumstances yeah. of having cut off a man's penis who's agreed that you should do that, and eat his penis. How could you have forgotten it? How I, could, think, I mean, how did they burn that? Surely to the they point, were keeping a very close eye on it. More to the point, and not that I'm understanding their motivations at all in this, but um, it's not a gastronomic thing they're trying to do, is it? It's not like... I think it is partly. Surely it's the act of the... It's the sort of weird... Se- I mean, the fact well, that Well, you say that. He cooked it with sort of onions and garlic, I think, and stuff. I think it was quite Hannibal right. Lecter-ish. I think maybe they had different things. Maybe, I think, for the guy being killed, it was a kind of weird suicide thing. And I think for the guy eating, it was more... Yeah. ...sexual stroke gastronomic. But either way, I just think, given that this is something that you could never probably do again, it's a, I think it's a one-take, isn't it? eating someone like uh, that. I think you'd be cooking it really would, carefully. Well, what I think, I mean, funnily enough, I remember that story and it's grotesque, but I do remember, you know, when you get an image and you can't, you think, well, that's not the sort of right uh, first reaction to this. And then, of course, you think about it over time. But my first reaction was, and is now when you say, I would worry about how you cook it in the middle. And in the middle I, of what? Oh, in the middle like, of the sausage, penis. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, like a sausage. 
And it so like I, c- I, can Im- I think you have to be very careful not to have the heat on too high yeah. because you would burn it because you'd be waiting for the middle to cook. Because well, not, he didn't barbecue it. I think he used no, a frying but, pan. But think about a sausage. If, yeah. you're, if you're frying, you, d- you don't want your frying pan if that's what, I mean, does anyone fry sausages anymore? I don't know. I do. Okay, well, they, so you, you don't want it on full, do you? The, the heat on full with a sausage because it'll just cook the outside. Yeah, well, maybe that's what happened. I, I, I should say that this came to mind because you told me your son was put under a grill. I don't want to suggest that I, I, I want to eat your son. I don't want to eat your son. But it just it, no, it, it suggested to me when I you said that connection, to be honest. When you said grill, I immediately imagined some kind of thing like George Foreman has. Okay. You know, that kind exactly. of grill. It wasn't yeah, it like wasn't, that. No, it wasn't like that. But it was more like, in my mind, it was more like the ones you have when you're camping, which are sort of which are uh, sort of slightly oblong looking things. And right. you, you uh, and I don't think it was a grill, to be, to be clear. It was at the Chelsea and Westminster Hospital, a modern London hospital. I don't think they would have used it. But they it warmed him up still. They weren't warming him up, they, they, stopping they, him being blue. Yeah, they warmed him up. And I wonder if one of the things that they used to do is slap them and now they, now they put warm them in a grill. grill. <laughs> now <laughs> they grill them. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds wrong. Whilst playing them, it's all over now, Baby Blue by Bob Dylan. In the room next to me, having a baby at the same time. Yeah. In, in it's George in, Foreman. In. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know how you knew? Because he named it George. <laughs> no, it wasn't George Foreman. I, I'm going to just give you. You're going to have to guess this. It's a simple guess. There's no particular skill involved. It was a member of Take That. And he. Okay, this is interesting because a famous person was having a baby next, next door, door. To, to, to me, not me, to okay. the winner uh, in the hospital I was in. Uh, and it was a Chelsea player. Let's see if we okay. can guess these things. It was a Chelsea player, and I'm a Chelsea fan of the right. time, so I was quite excited about that. And he did come in, he did hold Dolly during wow. the time that we were staying in hospital. Uh, but um, so you would remember, take that. Uh, I'm, take that. I'm going to give you one guess. I'm, I'm guessing I'm, it was neither. It was not. It was not the top two. So I'm guessing it was neither Robbie nor Gary. I'm not going to be drawn until you give an answer. Oh, you're not going to give me I, any clues. Okay, correct. <laughs> correct. I'm not. Okay. No, no. I, as I, in, I tell you how I can do this. As it is not. I'll show you how I can do it. Was it yeah. Robbie? Was it Robbie? Yeah. No. Was it Gary? No, that's not a guess. <laughs> was it Howard? <laughs> What's brilliant is you're going to say it last. <laughs> <laughs> was it Mark? Yes. It was Mark. It was, it was Mark, Mark Owen. Right? Yeah. Okay, that's um, good. Now, this will take you longer. Left. This will take you longer because Chelsea had a squad of about 30 players at the time. <laughs> no, and also, it's a little while ago and I'm not sure I could... Uh, Dennis Wise. No, same period, uh, but uh, I'm going to give you a clue. Yeah. In fact, you... Well, all Chelsea players, you know, obviously would have been quite wealthy even then because they were playing for Chelsea. Yeah. So it's not, it's not a surprise that it was a private hospital. But it's quite a sort of bohemian private hospital. Of okay. the pri- it wasn't the Portland. It was okay. one of the more kind of bohemian, kind of hippie private hospitals. Does that help also- with the Chelsea player? Well, I didn't think... A bohemian private... What sort of... Like what? Yeah. Like, okay. It was a bit more like... That the Portland... Oh, God, I mean, this is, sounds really cunty. But the Portland where quite a lot of famous people have their babies. Yeah. It's all quite kind of like champagne and 
you know, high tech. Yeah. Whatever. This one is more birthing pools and blah, blah, okay. blah. Okay. Well, I'm going to say, um, I'm thinking of Graham Lasso. Correct. You see, it yeah, was a good clue. Like, it was, it a, was good a really clue. good clue. Yeah. It was a really good clue because I'm sure you cover this on fantasy football, so, but for, um, he, he's the one that reads the Guardian and got A levels, isn't he? That's, that's right. He, yeah. So yeah. that's what made. Yeah. That's why I went for the. You know, it was yeah, a bit, yeah. It's a bit hippie-ish. Uh, yeah. In fact, I think you'll find that uh, Posh Spice had her baby at the Portland. Uh, so that's where yeah, David no, Beckham no. would have been. Uh, but yeah, Graham Lasso, and I've got a picture somewhere. Graham Lasso holding my child. Uh, so the other Bowie thing, yeah. uh, if you Google Bowie at the moment, that is in the news, although frankly, it's in the news in kind of a weird way in that this happened in 1979. So I'm not sure. I think it's just in some new biography of someone. Is he had a fight with Lou Reed. And it's kind of an unusual fight okay. in that, um, well, let's see if you can guess. Uh, so Lou Reed, I think, had just been on, on Hammers with Odeon. And uh, he wanted... He met up with David, and he wanted David to produce his next album. I think Bowie okay. produced it. Well, he obviously, he produced Transformer, but I think yeah. this was in '79. So this is post. Was, okay. Uh, so he wanted Bowie to produce his next album. Yeah. And David said something. Said, "I will. I will do it if." And Lou Reed got so incensed, he grabbed hold of David and threatened to beat him up. Wow. Grabbed so, him by the scruff. I mean, in a kind of cartoon way, according to this wow. piece I read, actually grabbed him by the scruff of his shirt, pulled him across the table and held his fist to his face and said, why you, I order, or whatever. <laughs> scruff of his neck, by the way. I don't think a shirt has a scruff. Well, I know it's, it's an interesting thing you say that, because I, I, the it? phrase scruff of his neck came to me, and then I thought, well, no. When that happens in real life or on EastEnders, it's not actually the neck they grab, they grab the collar of the shirt. But it's called scruff. You say he grabbed it by the scruff of the neck, but it's never that. That would just be pinchy and horrible. I'm not even sure that the scruff of the neck... Isn't the back of the neck? Is that is that like when um, what animals pick up their young by the back? Is that yes, not what it's cats. about? Like monkeys pick up, cats. okay, cats pick up their uh, kittens, kittens by the scruff of the neck. Yeah, that's true, and they're never wearing a shirt. Is that right? Because you know cats better; they never wear shirts. <laughs> well, unless children, a, as a joke, have put a shirt on them. Um, right, because I'm more of a dog person, so I don't know what the. But but assuming, yeah, no, I, I defer to you. Uh, the scruff of the neck maybe is actually 360 degrees, right? The scruff is, is the... Is the um, yeah, well, there's no, record of, there's no record of whether Lou Reed bit into the back of David's neck to carry him to a different <laughs> part of the room. I don't think that happened, especially because I mentioned his teeth were terrible. Uh, but uh, so they so what do you a... think it was? Okay, so was it Actually, that's a clue. Like... What I've just said is a clue. Oh, what, what did you just say? I mean, I know what you said, but what, what bit? <laughs> what, the what? bit where I said... I said <laughs> I imagine anyway, his teeth were terrible. So that's the clue, that bit. Oh, okay. Is it, that's interesting. Is it something to do with drugs? Yes. Okay. David said, I will produce your next album. It's a really weird thing, given it's 1979, but I guess David yeah. must have got clean. Just got clean. David said, if you clean up, if you stop taking drugs, oh, okay. stop drinking, just get healthy, then I'll produce your next album. It's kind of tough love from David. And Lou got so angry about this bit. Tough love, he tried to hit him. She's amazing, isn't it? I'll tell you what, Lou, if you're trying to look like you don't have a problem, that is, you've just ruined it because yes, attacking him for suggesting that. Yeah, I suggest that he, <laughs> do you he, think he's, it's triggered possibly by too high drugs intake. Uh, do you think he attacked him 
because it's just that. Why would you attack someone for saying that? You, you do. I say. I think you I might do if you if you were taking a lot of cocaine. If you got to the point where David Bowie is saying to you, "I really think you should yeah. cut down on your cocaine intake." Yeah, yeah. I suspect the level of cocaine is so high that almost anything that is said to you will lead you to say, what do you say? What, what, what? And get very angry yeah. and intense about it. Bowie, Bowie took a lot of drugs in Berlin. That's what I'm going to bring it back down to. That's the point. He yes, didn't I know. give up drugs in Berlin. So maybe when he's saying to Lou Reed, give up drugs, it's just properly uh, pot calling the kettle black. That's, that's ultimately what the fight would have been about, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, I wanted this, but maybe we'll save it till next time to go into a whole bit about... Who would have won that fight? Because the fight didn't actually happen. Oh. They, they were separated. Blah, blah. They were still rowing, but they were separated. But I wanted to do a whole thing about who would have won a fist yes. fight between two very thin, very racked, very <laughs> on drugs and fucked men in 1979. It would have been a brilliant fight, I think, in well, some ways. Bowie loved boxing. We did know he? that. Yes. His, uh, oh, yes, his son... Yeah, has gone up, talked about it, how he like, and of course on Let's Dance, he's actually posing as a boxer. I don't know how convincing he was as a boxer, but he was quite obsessed with it. Bowie liked boxing, right? He was from Brixton. Yeah. He's a working class lad. Yeah. But Lou Reed is the kind of, you know, street New York, yeah. druggy, you know, leather suited. In, in an 80s film, he'd be hanging around on a street corner and we'd yeah. be a bit frightened of him. Yeah. So I don't know. I can't quite call it. I think Bowie would be... Um, no, I agree. I think I, I feel like British versus American is always like, well, the American will win. I feel a bit like that. It feels always they're just, you know... I think also, I think, and I think we could possibly go out on this, I think also what might happen is it would be a bit um, Indiana Jones in the sense that right. David Bowie would get his boxing gloves out or assume the Queensbury rules pose do quite yes. a lot of setting himself up yeah, to yeah. sort of, you know, hit him cleverly, blah, blah, blah. And Louis Reed would just yeah. get a gun out and shoot him. <laughs> I do sometimes think about scenarios like, and this, the Bowie, Lou Reed thing, and maybe some of our many listeners would like to think about this, is what would it be like if you had a fight between London and New York, for example? Yeah, well, that is that fight. There's that fight. That's right. But what if you, no, but I mean, like the two cities together. Like and you fought well, the whole of the two cities fighting yes. in a kind of medieval football match way to the death. Who would win that? I sort of feel New York, just because again America. But I don't know. The it's London, a very good London question. Is, is Londoners are quite wily, quite resourceful? <laughs> yeah. they, I'm not running for mayor or anything. No. Although I think I think you'd get quite a lot of votes if you did run for mayor under the slogan. We're the hardest city in the world. Right. Because do you think it follows that in Britain, if you did London versus Manchester, if you did it in rounds to find out... I mean, Manchester would... Well, one assumes that Northerners would beat London. I think you assume that, but I don't... Like, or, I mean, certainly, Glasgow, you keep going Glasgow, north. Glasgow, definitely. Glasgow versus Manchester. Do you think, think that you follows? Going, it's just hard. I think you, although yeah. then, there's, then it stops. it stops because I think... I think probably most cities could beat the Shetland Islands. <laughs> but what about Liverpool versus Manchester, for example, in a massive fight? I think fight? that's a draw. In a massive fight, that's a draw. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> wow, you seem really clear about the results. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, actually, I'm sort of on the Pauls panel for this. Uh, okay, we better go because it's been very long. And yeah, one thing we should say, I'm going to mention this. 
is that Bella Whalen, who is the uh, producer of this podcast, is just doing this presently out of the goodness of her heart because yeah. she is furloughed and doesn't need to be doing this. So she just is taking time out from her doing nothing <laughs> life, uh, in order to do it. this. So we do appreciate that. Uh, so um, we should stop so she can go back to doing nothing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. I wonder if, as a final thought, we could ask Bella. Yeah. I'm not making light of furlough or anything because it's a terrible thing. But Bella, you've been with us long enough now to spot that furlough has a David Bowie album in that word. Do you know what it is? Um, she doesn't. You see, this is what I worry about. <laughs> I do not Bella know. Bella actually doesn't. Well, doesn't yeah. <laughs> our producer doesn't listen to a single word we've been saying. So she's been on this broadcast for almost three years and doesn't know the answer to that question. But I think that's good. I, I, think, that, I think that's good. <laughs> what is the answer? The answer is fur. <laughs> right. or maybe low yeah it's low all right <laughs> all right let's go okay. thank you bella thanks uh, thank bella. you and thanks thank for listening, you bella thank you listeners planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.